Welcome to Game Woven, a collaborative storytelling collective building a world one game at a time. This week, we will be playing Kingdom by Ben Robbins. If you like what we do here and want to get involved, follow us on Twitter at GameWoven, where you can join our Discord, and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash GameWoven. as War Master in efforts to resist the Undying Empire, the attention of Shadal's Corridor turned towards Ernet. Will the Kingdom prioritize liberating Ernet, or will it be sacrificed to deny its resources to the Undying Empire? To further complicate matters, Tristan revealed his next foresight, telling Irene that she had the opportunity to turn Blythe, Ernet's erstwhile queen, into a tenuous ally rather than a volatile liability. Over Henbit's objections, Irene began drafting overtures of friendship to be delivered to the secret base atop an albino hermit crab. Meanwhile, Baron Jack traveled to the Leviathan for a few important meetings. The last meeting ended with a horrific pun. We hope the next does not inflict a similarly terrible fate. Are we just having the Circumstory interaction happen off screen? Oh, I figured that would just later do you want to flavor that i mean do you want to have that chat what are you hoping to accomplish with that scene i mean it wasn't something that was going to necessarily be super narrative it was going to be more a character building thing for jack so it doesn't need to really happen on screen oh let's just do it yeah Yeah. we haven't gotten much from jack so fuck it after the fungi comment (laughs) admiral jack will point and make sure he has the right doc, and then just, you no longer exist to me. You could follow Jack if you wanted. He wouldn't notice. He's done speaking to you. So you can tell me what Hob does about it, but yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. I think just follows at a safe distance, but that's fine. Laughs at his own joke. Hob is precious. Lena's also following at a distance. She's just like, dude, meeting with Circum. We need to know how this goes. So the ship that pulls up is... What does a caravel ship look like? One second here. You know what? Nope, not going to do that. We're not going to we're not gonna get bogged down in nautical terms and types of ships. It's a fancy looking ship. Mm-hmm. It's black. It's got triangular sails. It's all very angular very smoothly guides, uh, glides into the dock and stops. And I don't, I don't think it even gets tied down. Um, I think just like, like a plank falls with a heavy thud and then Circum walks down. I don't know why I imagined this, but when you said does it get tied down, I just imagined a chain of vampire thralls just grabbing onto the dock. <laughs> and then Circumstory walks down. And... Yeah. 
teaching it onto the, it's the so unnecessary but it's for some reason the first thing i imagined this is much better yeah so it's like a bunch of people uh kind of linking arms together and instead of ropes they're holding the boat to the dock bodily and circum is is carried lifted over the side and placed on the dock fucking vampires <laughs> this motherfucker Proctum Principium. We'll have to have a second meeting. There's a local invention called Rope, which I believe you might enjoy a demonstration of. I'm aware of ropes and its uses. And I have been known to enjoy a demonstration from time to time. Perhaps I can show you. <laughs> Guys, well. Faye's in here. We don't have to go full horny. <laughs> Well, and uh, I will um, step forward and, and make an offer of a handshake um, as in, like, a greeting. Circum muscles you. Just, just like, grabs your hand and gives you... The grip is very just on the verge of being painful. And you know that this isn't all the juice he's got. For sure. Admiral Jack doesn't even try to do that, just applies a like polite amount of pressure back and just doesn't give any sign of like wincing admiral jack i presume exactly had currently of the stormtooth baronies and figured such a meeting was long overdue yes i presume that you received our offer i did i did it was it was interesting the kind of offer that I would hope when you go to negotiate with someone, you, you give them something unreasonable so that you may seem like you are reasonable when you give them their real offer. Right. Well, it seems to have won you your freedom. So, congratulations. You are now a sovereign state. Perhaps the next time our offer will be not necessarily increased latitude, but uh, who knows? Perhaps we will not destroy you utterly. When you say we, what do you mean? What do you speak for, Proctum Principium? Proctor Principium Legis? The rule of law. I proctor. And that is what I speak for. The word of the law. The glory of the undying emperor. Whom we serve. Whom you ought to serve. Who is your rightful master? Me, actually. Right now, it's my rightful master. As you are, I'm sure, aware. <sighs> and perhaps someday you will accept the peace of everlasting life. Pax Vitae Infinitum. Oh... Oh no. You see, we actually have a lot more in common. Aging is a is a part of the natural process and I for reasons of my own, I'm not uh, I can't be a part of that anymore. So I don't need your axe to enjoy that particular curse. A shame. I think you might have made a good count. And that's what people with the books are for. 
So, why have you brought me here? To be entirely honest, I wanted to get a measure of you. You speak for the letter of the law, and I can understand that, but I don't see a count or a legion or your emperor here. So, sounds like you only really speak for yourself and her, her net right now. Do you, as a rule, deny the existence of things you can't see? What is this, uh, what is this Derek built on? I wonder. Something which, in this exact moment, poses as much threat to me as your emperor. Now that could change. Circum leans forward and looms over you and says, well, yes, it could change rather quickly. I think you see his teeth begin to elongate slightly, his ears also begin to elongate, his face is already wide. We get just the, the hints of his monstrous form kind of begin to creep back in. I haven't decided to kill you yet. And we'll lean into you, like not leaning away from the monstrous form, but leaning towards it. Well, that's your mistake. <laughs> you know, Baron Jack, you may make a good count yet. And I think Circum turns and he goes back to his ship. And Jack does the same. Lena approaches Jack before he's able to leave once they're far enough away from Circumstrike. Mm -hmm. Oh, Baron, I have a friend over here you might want to meet. Yeah. You have a moment? She has some interesting information on a mutual acquaintance you just met. Please. So... Lena takes him over to talk to Maeve. Ah! <laughs> Rad. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, highest quality. Top tier. Does nothing mechanically. No, perfect, beautiful. We love this. <laughs> and yeah, just to be just to be clear, in my head, Fallowkin don't die of old age because they're removed from the natural cycle. Are you ready for this? I'm actually going to establish this at the end of tonight. You you will see you're gonna you just set me up and I'm not <laughs> even playing this game. Tight. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you like you agree with what I was going to establish in canon before I established it in canon. That's game woven, baby. That's game woven, baby. That's game woven, baby. That's game woven, baby. <laughs> we have one brain. No, we have two brain cells between one of this. One of them is mine because I'm the editor. <laughs> hey, no, look. Quote a friend of mine. We have brain cells. They're so allergic to each other. <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm stealing that from your friend. All right. Incredible. Dad. Dad. Let's go. Yeah, I think we have got to. Henbit and Irene need to talk in the palace. I think, like, it's possible that Irene's been coordinating with Tristan if we want Tristan there. Can we have our Stella there? Can we have her Stella instead and have Jack there? That's yeah. what I was going to say. I was going to say yeah. Stella were, the, I mean, were there. Claudius um, could also be there. 
True. Because Jack is coordinating a, a blockade. So we have Henbit, Irene, Ursella, and who are Claudius. you going to be, Rob? You're going to be Claudius. Okay. Can I get, can I, can someone for a win just one more little zinger to make this just like a little, a little more dramatic? Can we just add one more layer of the drama? Uh, everyone's on fire. Um, yeah. <laughs> my intention with this scene is to once again attempt to plead the case that uh, mm-hmm. we need to cut out, like the, the lies should just be cut out. Mm-hmm. Claudius can be the person to, to be the like, hey, I need to bring this up. And then we can, mm-hmm. I can start the scene. I'm more thinking like, let's like an add like an environmental factor to it that makes right. it like even more anxiety driven. This is during a meeting where the nobles are trying to air their grievances mm-hmm. about the blockades and shit. Like they're, they're getting pissy and they're going to withdraw support. And like, so there's this air of really intense courtly tension. Mm. How's that? We like this? Nurse good. Yeah, yeah. Irene's mm-hmm. got her big customer service face on when she's on the inside. If you could read her mind, just screaming right now. Zad, it's your scene. Do you like this? I like this. I like this a lot. I, I just I, I had a question for how perspective works for a thing. So, like things we have established that the people like or dislike in future scenes, if Zad just goes, never mind. Or something? Is that a thing? That's yes. Yeah, more or less. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In the same way that you could technically change your prediction. Yeah, the people's whims are as fickle as the touchstones that hold them. Yeah, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted to yep. check. Yep. One hundred percent. So, like, is is this in the middle of the meeting? Just after a meeting? Is like. I like the idea of like, Claudius, your pick. Thank you so much, Lord and Lady Greymire. We we appreciate your concerns and believe you we, we we are going to be speaking about these difficult topics for many days to come well i had noticed that dinner was substandard yes yes insufficient spices claudius no 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 dolores please calm down insufficient spices this is not appropriate for shimmerians you are you are very correct uh what has vidishau come to if we cannot get sufficient spices the inertion blockade is affecting us all. We should lady. never have kowtowed to those filthy pirates from across the peninsula. Oh, these unwashed masses that have set up shop in the old Grand Kraken Theater. You know, I was there when I was just a small child, and I tell you what, in those days we had spices aplenty. And we had the finest of shows, you understand? We had the the, the, the most the most raucous affairs. The I, finest I and the most raucous affairs. And I'm kind of like, well, we guide them out of the room so the other three can talk. A witch ate my dog. A witch, she ate it. I didn't see her do it, but my dog is gone and I know a witch ate her. Your dog just went to your neighbor's house again. Ate her! Check your neighbor's house, please. We don't talk to them. We don't talk to them. They're 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 red cloaks. We don't we don't talk to red cloaks. Not for not for generations. Not just red cloaks. They're very well fed red cloaks too. Perhaps if it wasn't the witches, it was these darn red cloaks that have beaten the dog. I think perhaps. Just a tiny bit of magic under the table to get the door shut faster. 
Crazy. <laughs> Whenever you shut the door, Ursella is standing behind them, just like, I used to be like that. <laughs> yes. Huh. Not quite that bad, but you had your moments. Well, to be fair, like half of it was a ploy, but like, still. Oh, I know. I still had to listen to it, though. We gotta talk about blood. Uh, I know. Question for Lex, just because Blythe was mostly your character. Hmm? Do you think Blythe responded to Irene's, like, trying to reach out and be friend at all? She probably responded with, like, I'm busy, but if we've, like, if you come if, here, then if sure. If I see ya, I'll see ya. Yeah, yeah, probably something along those lines. I'll see like, you when I see you. Like, I'm trying to kill vampires, dog. <laughs> so I guess real quick, let's establish it. So is that where Irene is basically going to leave it? Like, just letters? Like, For the moment, that's where it is. She's debating, like, how to go about it next. It's like, maybe... <sighs> This might be a crazy idea. Admit, do you think she could possibly be convinced to join forces with Jack to at least have backup on the field or something like that? Give, like, get a direction? So it's not just chaos or... Your Majesty, if I may interject... The question I really had was we have to decide because with with the uh, with the uh, blockade currently going on internet there is the option of either enlisting live which implies that they will be part of internet in the future or not she looks to Urstella, who she is um, requested to have people go spy on Blythe. Oh, for sure. He, all, <laughs> he was already Didn't on. even need to ask. Yeah. I mean, so, honestly, during that scene with Circumstery, part of me was going to be like, and then Urstella is there, lining up a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, Irene just turns to Urstella. What have your people gathered on her so far? So I've never had the pleasure of meeting Blythe in person. I'm very glad. She's very devoted to freeing her country through just violence. She's devoted to violence, and right now that happens to be freeing Ernette. Yes. As a Ernette myself. But from what I've heard, she's good at it. Claudius nods. She's one of the few people that we know of who have just straight up killed a vampire in combat. True, and while she's dangerous, I don't exactly trust her. Obviously, that keeps friends close, enemies close. I'd rather have her on our side than in the middle or against us. I don't think she'll join the Empire, but you never know. Look, from what I can gather, Ernette, they just like power over there. 
they'll follow who has power. So if that's Blythe, then it's Blythe. And I think it's easier to have someone for them to follow and then have them follow us. Are there any other options aside from Blythe, perhaps? Any other people that are rallying to? I have following one strange fellow who's been running around meeting all sorts of people. The, the death future kid? Yeah, what's... I can't... Even with all of my spies, I can't seem to make head or tails of whatever he's up to. I wouldn't. Apparently he kills things and then sees the future. Huh. We have seen him just killing things more than more than once, and then he just runs off somewhere. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, I've, I've had um, Zach keeping an eye on him for a bit while I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on with that kid. Zach is my Luna. <laughs> I don't know how Stella feels about uh, that. You mean Luna 47. <laughs> I thought you go by Zach. Luna 46, of course, being Cloud. Yes. <laughs> if I'm honest... The Dustraker family didn't suffer rivalries even before Blythe. There's not really... Nobody else has a scroll. If we're looking for a historical precedent, then Blythe is kind of our only option other than raising up someone new, which is an option. It just has its own complications. I mean... I don't know, a ruler that can see the future doesn't seem that a bad idea. Seems convenient, for sure. Tristan's a child. Yeah, there's that, though. Having all that pressure thrust on you when you're just in your 20s is a nightmare. Everything <laughs> just gives that smile that says, I'm in hell right now. <laughs> He's also high-strung difficult, flighty, but reliable in his own way. I'm just throwing out names. I'm not married yet. Oh, no. Ultimately, the things that he said have come to pass. At every opportunity, everything. And calamity follows those who fail to heed an oracle. He is how I found out I'm allergic to shellfish. That's... <laughs> that's a bad one to just... That's a bad one to get sprung on you. Side thing, is that a thing that actually happened and I don't remember? Or... Because Trisha would just go up to a person and be like, don't eat shellfish, you're allergic. Because I would believe that would be something I would say then forget about. <laughs> Brain cell. I... Irene, he said a few things. He said, when we first met, that if I didn't support you, if you didn't have good people around you, that things would go bad quickly. But with the right support, we might find a happy resolution to all this. And as hard as I've tried to find my own way, you frustrate those attempts by being 
somebody who is genuinely capable of accomplishing good. He's also said that if certain conditions were to be met, Blythe and my cousin could be good people, people that are worthy of worthy of our trust, of surrounding yourself with. I'm not happy about this, but we would be fools to disregard what Tristan is saying. We cannot just ignore him. And you need my support. And I think that you need to go to her. I would much rather go and kill her myself. She's vile. I have seen her commit atrocities and do horrible things. Bending people to her will in ways that you cannot imagine. I've seen it too. It's one of the times in you all got close. Well, at the end of the day, she might be the best option we have. And she's not coming here, and she's going to remain a terrible ally that we do not want, unless something changes. We have steady hands. The Coven of Covens is doing good work, shoring up support. Claudius, for his part, within the Ramses family, God love you, you're doing your best. <laughs> it's the only thing that's keeping those bastards from killing us all. And thank you for your service. We have support here. Leon's updated his will. It might be time for you to finally make that trip that we tried to make so long ago. God, I hope it goes better than it did the last time. <laughs> your Highness, while I do not count myself among your nobles anymore, I will still always see myself as Shamiran first. I just want to remind you that while I disagree with how you might be doing things, we still support you because you support us. When you leave, we will do our best to keep things intact while you're away. No covert overthrowing of the nobility, I promise. Hey, and you just said that in the presence of uh, someone who's learning Ramsey's magic, so <laughs> yeah. keep an eye on you. I recognize this. So, you've always relied on me to give you the voice of the people that you ruled. And the people that you rule now includes, well, nominally so many more than it did before. And I think that it is time that you were to go meet them. And that's me kind of proposing a soft overthrow. Like, it's a very it's a very gentle way of doing it. Yeah, I actually really like this. It is both, I think that it would be beneficial for the characters if Henda takes the power role and Irene spends some time as a touchstone and then we can get Irene amongst the people. Yeah. Okay. Irene, do you, do you allow this to take place. Yeah, I even think she like goes through and drafts the appropriate documentation to give her selected people the ability to act. Leaving structure behind to prove that yes, they do have my permission and the ability to act in these ways while I'm gone. Better job of 
basically securing some leadership than she did the last time when she got kidnapped. And she's also like, she's telling you they know exactly where she's going, roughly how long she's planning on being gone, and her Luna's going with her so her Luna can check in with her Stella. So a thing that I'm realizing, legally, are you like, are you like legally making Henbit a noble for the sake of like this or something like? Like a steward, kind of, yeah. kind of like a steward of the like sort of a stewardship. Shamir for now, like it feels yeah. like we've just found the Lamium House of Shamir or whatever, you know, or the Dead Nettle House. <laughs> yeah, something like that. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's just Henbit, but like Henbit is definitely part of that group, but also giving a little bit more power to Ursella, Claudius, and Lena, and yeah, there might be like a couple other people, but yeah, mechanically it's yeah, mechanically within the game, Henbit is 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 the power, and mm-hmm. as a player, you know, I'll give credence to to Claudius and to Ursella and to various another yeah. sundry allies. Yeah. Because I feel like right now in the city, uh, like, it, with, well, in Shalmir in general, there are still, like, kind of the factions we stayed in, how, in the heart, Hearts of Magic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. With the nobility and the covens. And the order. This is, like, the first time where the covens, this is basically, like, a noble house that is the, the fucking weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also will say that before Irene leaves, she probably has a conversation with Erstella to work out how to handle the Ophidians if they keep trying mm-hmm. things, because Erstella knows the most not only about, like, the people there, mm. the cultures within that place, the sort of subculture that's formed, but the power players. That's going to have to be a different yeah, crossroad. Like, that's probably going to end up being a crossroad. I had a question for you, Irene. What do you do with Leon? He will abs- insist on accompanying you to Blythe, but he might be exceedingly useful in dealing with the Ophidians, especially if it comes to violence. She will take, like, a couple guards with her, some people to protect her, but I believe she... Her responses to Leon is... I need you here, making sure there's something left for me to come back to. And I will come back, I promise. Well, my lady, I would never disagree with you. Sure you would, but that's okay. Never in my life. Oh, you just did. (laughs) (laughs) Get (laughs) fucked. Have you not learned by now that you can, and it's okay? You don't have to agree with everything I say. My dear Irene, I have spent my entire life trying to be as agreeable to you as possible, and honestly, at a certain point, I'm not entirely sure how to do anything otherwise. My only question to you is, I don't report to Lord Estella, do I? You know, like this, it's not a lord anymore. <laughs> Her is just like standing right behind you all of a sudden. Leon like looks over his shoulder. The question still stands. Pretty sure you report to Henbit. Oh, come, no. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Very well. 
If that is what the kingdom demands, then I suppose that is what the kingdom demands. Hey, you know, I think that's what the kingdom demands. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It sure does. She gives Leon a hug before leaving. All right, so Leon, little known fact, fucking kick-ass hugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Use them big grandpa hugs, okay? Yeah. yeah, something to do with the lightning magic. They are warm and safe, all right? <laughs> he uses his lightning powers to heat up his the metal of the to be warm. Oh, oh yeah, that's and also give you a little tingle. Yeah, it's a little it's, tingle. Oh yeah, it's hey, in real talk, that'd be horrible. Don't do that. <laughs> that would be so bad. But yeah, as uh, as she pulls back from the hug, be safe, I promise. And just just go read the paperwork I drafted. Very well. You know I will. You're supposed um, to report to. <laughs> a word of advice to you. Stick to the path. No shortcuts? No shortcuts. And don't stop to help anyone. Hey, that worked out. That worked it, out. It, no. it objectively did not, my lady. Yes, it did. Fine, it did. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, fine, I agree. I feel like the people will be okay with this because it's specifically Henbit and Leon. Yeah, so... First, mechanically... Great sitcom, by the way. <laughs> True. <laughs> mechanically... Leon was given his own sort of boost in power as well while she's gone. And he will not claim it, ever. Um, so we actually have, have gone through two of five steps for an overthrow. Yes. Well, hold on. No, we've gone through way more than that. Nope. So there's match rolls... And then oh, how to overthrow, and now a price. Which I feel like the price here is going to be pretty strong, but Henbit, what price do you pay for taking power? I mean, if we're going by the book, somebody other than people in the overthrow figures it out. Oh. So yeah, so one of the players not involved in the overthrow comes up with a personal consequence or price your character pays as part of this struggle. Do you have regrets? Do people you care about disprove or get hurt? It should be something you agree to as a player, but it doesn't. If it doesn't feel like something your character cares about, it's not a real price. So two things I have thought of. One, he goes fallow. That's mm. pretty strong for yeah. just. Um... Let's yeah. go small. She starts to go fallow. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, the, the I brought this up is because we haven't made like super clear what go like what causes going fallow. So far, the fallow kid we've seen all like have some kind of claim to power, and that's like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know the logic of what makes a fallow, so that was just me throwing out a thing. Maybe my idea for prices is, is is this simple: How does Henbit betray her own values during yeah. this time? Right, mm-hmm. for the good of Shalmir. Actually, I, I actually I feel like this is a really good choice. Henbit knows that they have. There's two ways to do this. She can either begin to go fallow, but maintain her own like sense of self, mm-hmm. or she's gonna have to betray her own values in order to avoid doing that. And make some kind of shady deal with the nobles, or I feel like betraying your values would make you go fallow. And I was just gonna suggest you are now the specific target of the Ophidians. That's true. Yeah. That's that my second thing I was gonna say was Ophidians get pissed. 
Because I feel like right now with the covens, there's kind of like three ideas in the covens of us work with the aristocracy, replace the aristocracy, just fuck up everything. It is the Ophidian. I mean, Henbit, Coven of Covens, and Ophidians. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's where the covens are right now. Yeah. I mean, like, replace the aristocracy with nothing. (laughs) I guess, like, to me, the Ophidians are more the replace the aristocracy. Yes. But, and then, like, the the Dead Nettle and kind of a lot of their, their allies that are smaller circles are about just trying to carve out their own spot. To, to be clear, Urstella is more about, like, setting up a democracy-type deal. So the Coven type of voice. That is ultimately the compromise. That'll probably be where you land, but this is this is about you. Yeah. Zad, which of... I'm going to ask it to you this way. Which of the options do you think brings the drama? Mm-hmm. What, what brings the big feeling? sacrifice your ideals and start to become fallow or do you become a specific target and like a more focused target of the Ophidians he comes into it with a real sense of like okay well in the days following Irene leaving Henbit's like okay we're not going to use the aristocracy for anything and he gets shown that that's untenable extremely quickly because they are institutionally powerful. They really mm-hmm. do make make things go. And like the deals that were cut to repossess supplies early on back in that like first first move, the reason that the aristocracy was willing to sell out uh, or like that those investigations even took place to begin with are because there were rival houses within the aristocracy that were willing to sell out some of their rivals. And so there are these power players, there are people that need to be kept happy that are within the aristocracy that I don't have the time or the real wherewithal to replace right now. And so, I mean, it's that that moment where you're just like, ah, hell yeah, we've elected a radical. And then within just a couple of months they are already making compromises. And that's like... So Henbit does compromise his values. Yeah. After getting his ass absolutely whipped by the nobility. One day he wakes up and the guards are all gone because those guards were on loan from a house that he had kind of like low-key fucked over. Mm. And that was a day when like a squad of, like, six Ophidian assassins popped in. Mm-hmm. Leon and Henbit fought him off along with, like, I think Urstella was probably there. There was some other dead metal. They made it out. But Henbit was like, I... The castle needs to be protected. We need more guards. And the noble who was responsible for supplying those guards were like, well, you ain't getting them from me not without whatever that guy was promised. And so just just the, the gut-wrenching, like, no, we've built this machine on misery, and you have to keep feeding it misery, otherwise it is going to explode and take you with it. And that's why I think it's, it is the process of beginning to go fallow. 
Okay. You can see it kind of in in the ends of Henbit's. A yellowing. Yeah. They're paling out. Yeah. I feel like, okay, so there's probably like a pre-fallow phase for the Verdrine, which yeah. is like sort of, they, they start to take on like an autumnal thing. And it's very clear to everyone, like this Verdrine is having health issues. Yeah. But could be brought back. Well, technically the fallow could be too, but like when it's time to start cutting the leaves off of when it's start, time to start pruning one of your house plants, you'll see that it goes from green to yellow. Mm-hmm. And just the best thing to do at that point is to cut off that leaf so you can start growing something else there to prune it. And I think like Henbit wakes up one morning and realizes that that one of his uh, his shoulder vines, the three that he's got left, plus I think you can see there's like a medium length halberd willow frond that's been attached to his back that's still growing in, but one of them's already gone, uh, is starting to, to brown at the edge. And I think it's his oldest one. Mm-hmm. Like, his first vine is is getting pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. And I will remind that Hinbit does have some help and support from the Ramsey's family and all of their connections, but that only helps so much. Yeah, it's not enough. Yeah. yeah. It turns out the real weakness of the Verdrine was anxiety. <laughs> now starting to wonder how Irene has any hair left after dealing with these people. So we've got the price. That was mm-hmm. a great price. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Overthrown character changes roles. You're now a power. Uh, oh, sorry. Overthrown character. You're, you're, you're cool with being a touchdown? Yeah. Okay. And then the final step is crisis. As players... How much does everyone think what just happened means trouble in the kingdom? So we're going to go one to five fingers or zero with a fist. What you think the second highest number, the second highest number is the one that increases the crisis tracker. So how much do you think we increase the crisis from zero to five? I'm going to give everybody a couple of seconds to think. Three, two, one, show. Thank you for listening to GameWoven. Please give us a follow on Twitter at GameWoven, join the Discord, support us on Patreon, and consider leaving us a review on Apple, Spotify, or whatever host you normally use. This week's episode featured me, T.T. Benjamin, at T.T. Benjamin 1 on Twitter, Lex at call underscore me underscore they on Twitter, Brianna at Brianna Jeans on Twitter, Zad at Zadkale Green on Twitter, and Rob at Rob B. Rowling on Twitter. 